Thursday morning, and the weather is looking to be pretty darn good as we get closer to the weekend. The kids still off school, February break. Boy, the timing of this weather could not be better. Get those kids outside, have some fun, enjoy the good weather. It is going to cool off a little bit next week, but right now uh, it is not bad at all. Well, Premier Scott Moe is over in India right now on a trade mission over there. Basically, his his uh, statement before he left is it's about maintaining and expanding markets that thousands of Saskatchewan jobs rely on. And we know that tension hit a bit of a boiling point last year between India and Canada after India was accused of being involved in the killing of a Sikh community member in British Columbia, meddling in Canada's affairs. And that set off a, a bit of a rocky relationship, I would say, on a federal level. And so Saskatchewan has really been focused on trying to maintain a good relationship. Don't forget, we have $1.3 billion in exports from our province to the country of India alone. So pretty big, for sure. Now, at the same time, we know there's a lot of things going on at home here. There's a lot of challenges going on. We talk about them on here every day. We talk about healthcare. We talk about education, cost of living, carbon tax, all of these other things that are going on. The NDP in Saskatchewan are saying... The timing of this trip is not good, and the cost is continuing to escalate to the point that it's this is the wrong decision. NDP MLA Alina Young has talked about this in the media in the last couple of days. She's the official opposition trade critic, and she joins us now. Thanks for taking the call, Alina. Morning, Evan. Great to have you. So is it the reason for travel that you're taking exception with, or is it the timing that you're concerned with for Premier Mo's trip to India? I think this trip simply sends the wrong message. Right now, we have we have a lot of concerns at home, whether it's affordability, whether it's the fact that no one can find a, a family doctor, whether it's classrooms, whether it's a carbon tax. And we see this government, we see this premier on his 18th international trip. So is it, you know, I guess here's, here's the question. And I, I talked about this when the whole Dubai... Uh, conference was going on because I'm I'm a person that believes no matter who take political stripes out of it, the province needs to actively go out there and promote its its exports and and what we have to offer to the world and it does cost a little money you have to spend money to make money and we make very good money when it comes to exports to India so you know where are you at on the argument of neglecting the export and trade side of things might make it worse for the province. So nobody's suggesting we neglect our our markets. We're an export-based province, right, Evan? Yep. Two-thirds of what we produce, we export. We know this. This is this is fantastic. This is a strong story that Saskatchewan can and should tell. But we already spend money. We spend a million dollars a year on a trade office in India. And now we see the Premier on his third trip to India, 18 trips total, and it, it really just seems that he's flying away from his from his problems because he has had 18 opportunities to come back and show us some results, right? They just spent a million dollars on a week in Dubai, and we have yet to see any real tangible results on the ground here in Saskatchewan. So I think it was just this morning, late yesterday or this morning, a release came out about a renewed post-secondary education MOU. You probably saw that. Uh, I'm assuming that was signed as part of this trip that the Premier is over. So do, do you feel like each trip doesn't yield some results? 
No, I, I frankly, I don't think the premier needs to spend five or six figures to renew an MOU. Um, you know, while while these are these are great things to have, certainly MOUs are not tangible results, right? Cutting a ribbon, signing an MOU, it's it's not necessarily worth the paper that it's signed on. And I don't I don't see the rationale for the premier of this province to be taking his third trip to India simply to renew an MOU during a time when people are struggling with paying their bills. People are struggling with putting gas in their car. People are struggling with finding a childcare spot. People are waiting in hospitals for hours. It, to me, it just really seems like misplaced priorities. So, you know, I, as I hear you list those things, each one of those things that you just said, Alina, I'm I'm checking, right? I'm thinking, absolutely, that's an issue. Absolutely, that's an issue. I'm assuming if we had Scott Moe on the phone and the three of us were talking, he would agree that those are issues. And so, you know, I guess kind of back to my question is, you know, I, if he was here for the five days as opposed to being in India, I'm not sure we would completely solve any of those issues. And as leader, is there not an expectation, whether it's the SAS party or the NDP, that the leader be the one to go over and continue to pursue and foster and build and maintain these relationships? I'm I'm not trying to chase you around the Mulberry Bush on this, but I you know, I feel like if someone's going from the province to do this work, the premier is seems to me is the guy. Oh, oh, chase away. But uh, no, it's, it's about the message that it sends, right? When was the last time that we saw Premier Mo in, an, in a hospital? When was the last time we saw Premier Mo, uh, you know, out, out in the core of some of our cities? Like, I drop my daughter at daycare every morning at the YWCA, which is a fantastic organization here in, in Regina. And in addition to the daycare, there's, there's a shelter in the building. And I see the state of things every single day. And it feels to me that the Premier is flying away from his problems instead of focused on what he should be working on at home. And, you know, aside from some of, some of those very critical things like healthcare, like schools, um, like community safety, if, if those are a bit too touchy-feely for this Premier, there are real tangible, hard economic things that this government can and should be focused on here today. NDP Both leader... Andy, sorry, NDP MLA Alina Young is my guest, official opposition trade critic for the NDP in the province. So uh, you were also in the news in the last week, Alina, talking about basically the distance that you wanted to move the provincial NDP from the federal NDP, particularly in regard to this Bill C-372, which is Charlie Angus's bill about fossil fuel promotion, um, in many ways, even just the communication. Why was that important for your party to to create a bit of a distance between yourselves and the feds? Well, boy, if we want to talk about about things that aren't helpful for Saskatchewan, that's one of them. We we have a fantastic story to tell here in Saskatchewan about our energy sector, and we have a proud history and a proud future before us. And uh, the the only only leader that uh, that I work for is Carla Beck. And Carla's been incredibly clear about the, what we should be focused on for this province. So she's going to stand up for Saskatchewan, and she's going to have those conversations. We're going to have those conversations, whether it's with Mr. Singh, Mr. Trudeau, or Mr. Polyev. And frankly, this was a bill that was uh, divisive and unnecessary. And it's uh, I think it's the easiest thing to stand up uh, when people are doing pretty wrongheaded things.
You know, I, I just had a conversation with a reporter from Ottawa on this whole fossil fuel thing. And I, you know, my question to to the reporter is, you know, is this a politician? And when I'm talking about Charlie Angus, who's out of touch, is he arrogant? Is he just kind of got a rogue ideology? And then people continue to remind me, look, this is just, this is a private member bill. So this doesn't necessarily come from the federal NDP. Do you have any sense whether the federal NDP will dig into and buy into this bill of Charlie Angus's? Uh, I don't. I, I would hope not. Um, you know, here in Saskatchewan, we have a, a lot of experience with uh, politicians who are out of touch with uh, the serious issues facing society today, but I think it points to really how unnecessary this bill was. So, uh, you know, I'm, this is uh, maybe a bit of a weird question to ask you, but has the provincial NDP ever considered changing the name of the party? Because of, I mean, you, you, your brand, whether you are tied or not to the federal NDP, is, I, I would say, absolutely affected by decisions that they make, and, and they sometimes are in the news for the wrong reason. Is that something you've talked about? Am I asking questions yeah. out of school with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I believe most people in this province, I believe people in this province understand that we are a separate party, and the only one calling the tune here in Saskatchewan is, uh, is Carla Beck. And the Saskatchewan NDP, first of all, the word Saskatchewan comes first. And also, we have a proud history of building this province. If, if we want to talk about what the Saskatchewan NDP has done for this province and this country, I will talk about that all day long. Like, we are the party of Alan Blakeney, of Zoe Romano. The ideas and the benefits that we've brought to this province and to the country of Canada like cannot be understated, and I think uh, I think every thoughtful person in Saskatchewan understands that we're a different party, and uh, that we're going to uh, represent this province to the very best of our abilities. NDP MLA Alina Young is my guest today. So it's rare that we can say we watch the Sask Party and the NDP agree on something, but we did see that the NDP supported the provincial government's uh, motion that went forward to pull the carbon tax off home heating. Since then, there's been a period of time, everyone's gone back and done their homework now on the legality of the move. The province has a decision to make in the next week as to whether or not it will actually remit the tax or not. I had Dustin Duncan on yesterday, the Minister of Sask Energy, and I asked him, have you made the decision yet? He said no. Where is the NDP on that decision? Do you think it should be remitted by the province on behalf of the province? Yeah, we've been crystal clear in our opposition to the carbon tax. We do not support the carbon tax. And we've also been laser focused on the real affordability uh, relief that is needed in this province. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not one to, uh, to make guesses about what Minister Duncan may do. However, if he's interested in increasing the affordability relief for, for people in Saskatchewan, he and his government, with the stroke of a pen, could cancel the gas tax tomorrow, saving drivers here in Saskatchewan 15 cents a litre. So I, I think they've they've told us in, in some, I would say, no uncertain terms that that's not what they're planning to do. Uh, but uh, But you could argue that if they do stroke a check to Ottawa to pay a carbon tax that they didn't collect from you and I for home heating, then that potentially will add to the challenges that we have financially and that money could be spent somewhere else. So, you know, I think there's a lot of people speculating that they won't pay the bill. And I'm just wondering if the NDP support that. 
Yeah, I'm trying to reflect back on what the minister said in the House in the spring, and I believe the estimated cost was around $100 million, should they choose not to remit. Um, and again, it's it's about affordability relief for people. This is a provincial government that never has trouble finding money, usually conveniently before an election time. And we've been clear in where we think some of that money should go. Yes, we should cancel the carbon tax. And yes, we should provide relief at the pump with the gas tax. But uh, as we get closer and closer to a provincial budget, I think it will bear considerable watching uh, where this government decides to uh, spend money, if anywhere. NDP MLA Alina Young, I've only got a few seconds left here, Alina. But what, what do you see as the biggest issue facing the province right now? Number one issue is affordability. Interest rates are higher. Grocery bills are skyrocketing. Gas prices continue to sit well above where they were four years ago. Everything is more expensive. Uh, paychecks aren't, aren't keeping up with these costs. And families that have have formerly been comfortable are struggling to pay their bills. And it's it's hard to care about about other things when you're you're just under this burden. Um, affordability, easy. Elena, thank you so much for uh, some time this morning. I appreciate having you on the show. Thanks so much. Have a great day, Evan. NDP MLA, Alina Young, official opposition trade critic, who is critical of the decision that Premier Scott Moe made to go to India. What do you think? Are you critical? Or do you think it's a good decision to go over there? We're going to open up the phone lines. We'll chat about this for a while. one 332 8255 The question is, do you support Premier Scott Moe's decision to head over to India and to continue the relationship building that is, I would say, essential to export in our province? Or do you think the relationship is strong enough that the decision to go was a wrong one? 1-877-332-8255. Phone lines open for the next half an hour right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. We had NDP MLA... Alina Young on with us just moments ago, official opposition trade critic, NDP critical of Scott Moe's decision to head over to India right now on a trade mission saying we have too many problems at home. We have financial and cost of living crisis going on here. We already have a trade office over there that we spend a million bucks on. This is a bad decision to go over. I've already said I I actually don't mind the decision. I think that's the role that we expect our Premier to play, building those relationships. And, you know, I threw that out to Alina Young when we were chatting. She just feels like we've made too many trips over there. The office is there. This is not the time he needs to show his leadership at home. So we're throwing it out to you. Curious to know what you think. Do you feel the timing is bad for the Premier's trip to India? one 332 8255 Lots of phone calls, lots of texts. Kim and Regina text in saying he thinks the NDP are intentionally neglecting to acknowledge that a million-dollar cost for an office in India supports and grows $1.5 billion in trade. That's a great return on investment, Kim says. Now, on the other side, Melissa texts in and says it is absolutely disheartening that we fork over a third of what we earn and then we watch the government continually spend it casually. Accountability and transparency seems to be non-existent on so many levels. That's what Melissa said in her text. I want to hear what you say. one 332 8255 Let's go to James, who is in Palm Springs right now. Good for you, James. 
Sure, the weather's good down there, although it's not bad in Saskatchewan right now either. What's your thought on this? Do you think the timing is bad for the Premier's trip? Well, actually, Evan, I'm here in Saskatoon. I, I, I know that it's a, it's a good uh, uh, spring thus far, but I don't think it's... You're not quite um, there. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the trip? Um, the, the issue that I think it goes to is, is how do you value maintenance, right? Because that's basically what it is. Uh, Scott Moe is, is, we're working, it's, it's relation, relationship maintenance is, is what it is, right? And, and with the resource trade partners. And that's the aspect I think you need to look at is because if you're not maintaining those relationships, um, that, that makes a huge difference in how you can trade uh, with some of your largest partners. Now, it, to be sure, you know, Scott Moe, I don't think, can actually control the Bank of Canada rate and, and, and one of the major drivers for inflation. I don't think that he sets the, the world price on oil, and I don't think that uh, we're kind of a price taker insofar as that, that element. But the, the truth of it is that you, you always know that affordability the best antidote for affordability is a job and having a strong economy. And that's the one thing that our premier and our leader is doing. He's ensuring that we have a strong economy because it's like any other maintenance issue out there. You think you can withhold maintenance for a period of time. Think of your own house or your own place that you live at. You can think that you can hold back on, on maintenance and then eventually it creeps up on you. And 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 it causes nothing but problems, and it's a more it's a bigger expense then. So it, it's I mean your your point, James, is we need to maintain relationships, even if this trip doesn't necessarily yield a new, you know, opportunity for us to expand into a different market, but maintain the relationship and allow that continued export uh, process that is happening right now to India, which yields uh, huge results for sure. one 877 I want to go to Kathy in Saskatoon. You've got a different take on this, Kathy. You don't think this trip was a good idea? No, because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of homeless in Saskatchewan, and people are can't afford to buy groceries. And I think it's a wrong thing. I think he should look after people here first. Well, you know, I'll tell you, we're we're seeing even on the text line. There's there's clearly there's a lot of support for him going over there, but there's a lot of people that are saying, yeah, I don't know that the timing is is the best, and that's why we're we're asking you what you think. Do you feel the timing is bad for the premier's trip to India? One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Nick from Moose Jaw, you're up next. What do you think about this trip? I think it's a good idea that he went. I think uh, he's the guy to make make amends. Um, I was actually sitting in the elevator um, that is actually run by some uh, uh, Indians that uh, came over and, and started up, like they took over this elevator. And the day that Trudeau opened his mouth and said uh, about the Sikh leader being, uh, being murdered in Vancouver. And from the time I started unloading my semi to the time I finished unloading my semi, the price of red lentils went down uh, 10 cents a bushel. And I know a lot of you listeners out there don't know how to market grain, so let me dumb it down for you. When you market grain at 10 cents a bushel less, that's about 10 bucks a bushel, seven fifty to $10 a bushel less. So when a farmer who sells at uh, wholesale prices and buys everything at retail prices, that's a huge kick in the teeth to us, all because he opened his mouth. 
So he's not even, they don't even want him to go back to India to try and make these amends. So why wouldn't we have Mo go there and try and help us out? You want to help, help people with homelessness and affordability for food and that it starts where the people are making money so they can trickle that money down. You got to, like, otherwise there'll be more people homeless, not making money, not making, being able to afford food. I think the critic is totally out to lunch. If Scott Moe said he was going to have a tuna sandwich, she'd say he was dumb for having a tuna sandwich. He wants to, he should be having a ham sandwich. <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, so what I, what I would say is I, I agree that we have an obligation and I believe our premier is the one that heads that obligation to maintain a good relationship with India. The challenge is the fact that our prime minister called out India for being involved in an execution on Canadian soil. I'm not sure that was a bad thing to do. I think we need our prime minister to say to other countries, you can't come into this country and kill people. The problem is, I think those things can be done and said in a way that doesn't have to fracture a relationship. And I think it was mishandled. I think there was maybe a bit of a bad relationship there, or at least it was on shaky ground to begin with. And that just took it over the edge and, and made it worse. So, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that our premier is over there maintaining and building a relationship that our province specifically has that the country doesn't. Um, the only thing that I maybe take exception to is I, I think the prime minister had to call out any country that is coming here and executing people on, on Canadian soil. But we're drifting off topic, and I want to stay on topic. And I'm going to go now to Kevin, who's calling in. What are your thoughts, Kevin, on, on this trip? Do you feel the timing is bad for the Premier's trip to India? I, I think it's unwarranted. Uh, James talking about maintenance. That's what the office is for uh, that we have there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm generally happy with uh, Scott Moore. Disappointed throughout COVID, of course. And but uh, I'm glad he's our premier. Um, you know, and, and I agree with what you just said about uh, uh, the, the, the deal with the extrajudicial killings in, in Canada. I, uh, absolutely, they have to be called out. Um, Evan, I, I, I know you don't you don't want to go off topic, but I'd like to talk about. One other thing that you talked with uh, Alina Young about, okay. and that is the the, um, the the Charlie Angus bill, three seventy two. Yep. You know, that's not as innocuous and benign as people make it out to be. And the fact that they're saying that you know it's a private manager's bill and and we don't have to worry about it, I think it, I think that's a ruse, and we have to we have to absolutely pay attention. And, and there's what Scott Moe should be on top of, and every premier should be speaking out. And, and every citizen in Canada has to pay attention. I'm going to tell you why, okay? Because, you know, just a week ago, without any attention at all, there was a law passed in France, okay? And what it was is the, that they're going to criminalize resistance to MRA treatment. And anybody who talks about or advises against MRA treatment or medical treatments, they're going to they're throw them in jail for three years and fine them for $45,000. That sounds a lot like Charlie Angus's bill. So the deal is these bills are being put forth by powers and, and entities outside of our governments, okay? And, 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 you know, we need to really cut this hydra off at the, at the throat before it gets built. These are, these are being done in, in jurisdictions silently all over the world, and, and then all of them are going to become a law for all of us. So we need, we need to ferociously fight back is what you're saying, Kevin, and I... I appreciate that. I have, I couldn't agree more on this Charlie Angus bill for sure. I am going to try and bring us back on topic because we're talking about the trip 
that the Premier's on right now to India. I support it. Do you? Or do you feel like the timing is bad? Let's go now to Don in Saskatoon. What are your thoughts on this trip? Well, I, I'm taking a little bit of a different look at it. Uh, the, the NDP critic came on and told us exact, told us what she was unhappy about or, or about what their party is unhappy about. You have problems, but she never offered any solutions. What would they, what would they do? Well, on, on the topic of India, I think what she's saying is the province spends a million bucks on a trade office in India. We have been over there a few times already. I think what she's saying is that should be adequate. We shouldn't have to go time and time again. And she feels like these trips are excessive. So her solution is don't go and let's just rely on keeping 1.2 or 1.5 billion being sold uh, without any follow-up or without any contact or communication. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's, <laughs> I kind of said, I, I don't want to chase her around the mulberry bush on the topic, but that's what I was trying to get at, is I feel like even the maintenance of the relationship has to exist. And as a result, there's probably regular trips that have to be taken. But there's lots of people texting in, Don, that are agreeing uh, with the NDP's position on this, saying this is not the time. And so, you know, that's why we're throwing it out and saying, what do you think? And you think the trip is good. Yeah, absolutely. You made the comment, and it's very, very true. you got to spend money to make money. And uh, if there's one thing the, the uh, NDP will, if they were in power and look at the federal, you know, spend all your, you know, just spend, spend, spend. But what, let's find out what the return is. And mm-hmm. we know what the return is by them, by the uh, SAS party doing what they're doing. And when we know what the, know what the yeah, return was. we know what the export line is for sure. one 332 8255 I'm going to take one more call. I'm going to go to Darren in Saskatoon before I take a break, but we are going to come back and continue this discussion. So I know there's lots of people on the line right now. Darren in Saskatoon, what is your thought? Do you think the timing of this trip for the premier is bad in terms of going over to India? I do think the, the timing is bad, but I don't know, you know, what kind of preparation or what kind of plans were made and how long that that's all been in place. So I'm really curious about that. You know, if they had planned it prior to this teacher strike and all the rest of it, well, then, of course, they need to follow through and spend the money they already, you know, put out there. On the other hand, you know, Scott Moore was really good at killing people, just like Modi is. So maybe, you know, it's okay for him to go visit that place. Well, we... uh I think we lost our caller there, one 332 We are going to take a quick break, but we will be back shortly, and uh, we're going to continue with your thoughts on do you feel the timing is bad for the Premier's trip to India? one 332 More on that thought when we come back here on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME. Good conversation this morning about this recent trip by Premier Scott Moe over to India. I would say the majority of people are supporting the trip, but we are getting people that are calling in and texting in saying, yeah, I just don't know if it's the right time. But generally, I would say the majority of people are saying, you know what, you have to build and maintain relationships. The exports we have to India, $1.3 billion plus and growing. So let's continue to work to ensure that we've got a stronghold on that relationship. Let's go to Brent now in Regina. Thanks for calling in, Brent. Do you feel like the timing is bad for the Premier's trip to India? Uh, no, Evan. Uh, this is my first time calling in, and uh, surprisingly enough, my friend Don there uh, called in previous, and I, I tend to agree with him on this uh, subject, you know. And I, I think, you know, 
uh, being that we are um, of agriculture economic uh, province here, I, I think it is important for him to uh, to represent the province and uh, to spend the money to, to invest for our investments in the future. I mean, uh, with COVID, with everything in the markets, uh, the way they're going on, there's other there's other play, uh, country, uh, countries and provinces that are you know on track and, and involved in agriculture and they're going to be bidding for the same type of uh you know work and uh but i have to say this uh evan is that what i really appreciate is critical thinking and i think um i think we're you know for the most part there's there's a lack of critical thinking uh, you know in this country and other countries as well people based Base their arguments on their political background or persuasion, and I think it shouldn't be that. And 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 Don brought up a really good point that they, you know, if their argument is their argument, what is, what are they really arguing about? Do they do they see the problem, or are they are they contributing to the solution rather than just creating the problem? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's the whole conversation about how. How much do you have to basically sit at home and work on? Because the problems at home, yes, there's lots of them. They're not going away. They're not going away tomorrow. And I'm not convinced the premier staying here for six days or whatever it is that he's over in India would solve the problems or make the difference. And then then you get into the optics discussion. And I think that's where we're at when we're talking about this is important for exports from our province and this is important that we continue to build and maintain these relationships all right let's go to ross now in landis thanks for calling in ross you feel the timing is bad for the premier's trip to india uh no no and and uh, yeah good morning evan no not at all i trust scott mo enough um i think you know he's earned a lot of our trust over the time he's been in power and uh, if he thinks he needs to be in India, then he needs to be in India because it doesn't matter what he does, the NDP are going to oppose it anyway. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. I got time for one more call. Let's go to Mel in Saskatoon. What are your thoughts on the timing of this trip for the premier to be over in India, Mel? Hey, uh, my father used to say, you know what, Mel, you got to spend money to make money, and uh, I think Premier Mo's doing a good thing because uh, India is a, a huge. Uh, importer of our products and i think it's a good idea for him to be there to to voice our uh what we got to say about stuff it's important and uh i would say generally speaking it's probably been about an 80 20 split if i'm looking at the text line there are texters that are saying this is absolutely the wrong time he shouldn't be over there the optics are bad more people though are saying what we heard mel just say and many uh, other callers before him look this is part of doing business. Exports are a huge part of our economy. Look at grain exports. Look at uh, all the mining that we do. Look at all of, you know, potash. All of this is all part of an essential, an essential piece of the economy in Saskatchewan. And the economy, of course, is how we fund the problems that we're trying to deal with when it comes to healthcare, education, these types of things as well. So it's kind of like, you know, it's a revolving revolving door on on some of these topics and in order to pay for the things we want to fix at home we need to make sure that we continue to shoot the things that we need to out of the province and to countries like that appreciate the fact everyone's weighed in and i didn't even get into the fact a lot of people on the text line were voicing their opinions when it came to the whole notion of cutting the gas tax 
Some people weighing in saying that's the wrong thing to do. Others are saying, you know what? Boy, that'd be a nice break. I'm a farmer, for example. We got one here. Um, Benny, who is uh, texted in, says, uh, yeah, that you know what? This would be an important part of reducing our bottom line if we didn't have to have a little bit of extra tax on gas. The other side of it, Grant Melfort highlights, we have a lot of roads in this province. We have to pay for them. Trucking is a big part of it. So we've got to get our exports to the locations where they're going to be sent overseas or out of province. We got to keep our roads up. And as a result, that tax that we have on gas is absolutely essential. So appreciate everyone that weighed in on this and uh, no doubt a conversation we will continue to have. We're going to shift gears and we're going to focus on healthcare. In fact, we've got an alternative to showing up at the emergency ward and it might not be very far from your house. We'll talk about that next here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.